Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. It's hump day. And oh man, don't you already have indictment fatigue? This is terrible. But we'll, we'll touch on that only a little bit tonight. We have other things we have to discuss. Bigger things. Things that are changing the planet. The planet is moving. The planet is changing. America's changing. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Biden stuff the latest and greatest disappointment coming from House Republicans, the COVID reckoning we never got. We're going to talk about a chameleon running for president, maybe one that you actually like. We have that and so much more coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. I want to first begin with none of these things, none of them, and here's why. 
because history tells us so much. And history is such a fascinating study of human nature. That's really what history is. It's human nature. I have, I, I've brought this up a couple times before, but I, I've been studying the Assyrians lately. The Assyrians. This is all going to come back to today in politics. Just stay with me. But I've been studying the Assyrians lately. And one thing that fascinates me so, so much is this. Human beings willing to take gigantic risks, almost suicidal risks, in the hopes of something with ambition. Ambition for something, even if they're tiny little hopes. And I say this just to set all this up. I've been trying to figure something out for the last 24 hours or so so when it comes to the Trump indictments. I'm seeing some, not all, not even a high percentage, but some of his most hardcore super fans saying things to me like, Jesse Trump's got a plan. Trump's going to overcome. Jesse, you don't even, you got to trust the plan. What are you talking about? These charges are bogus, man. He's going to beat the charges. And I've been trying to wrap my, uh, my head around what I'm looking at. And I think I've figured out what, I've looking at, uh, what I'm looking at when I see people say things like that. Human beings. History says that human beings will hold on to the most insane, naive hope. In fact, they will hurt their chances of actually surviving anything by clinging to that hope just to avoid acknowledging the horror that can be reality sometimes. The Assyrians, back to what I was talking about, about the Assyrians. So... There's, there's so much we could go through, but one thing that really hits you when you look at the Assyrians. Okay, there are these people. They're in Iraq. We're just going to call it Iraq. Modern-day Iraq. They're, in, they're, in, they're the Assyrians, and they're majorly, majorly powerful people, and they're dominating all, everyone around them, and their armies march out, and they just wipe out other armies. They're just better than other armies. They are. But... They have a rebellion problem. And it's fascinating when you read their history how often a city under their command will rebel. So they must have just been horrible to live under. It must have been really, really bad to live under that. But when the Assyrians would show up at your city after you rebel, they would do some of the worst things I've ever read in the history of mankind, and then brag about doing these things. In one, and th- again, these are this is the Assyrians writing about it. In one that I was reading, he cut people's lips off, and arms off, and hands off, and then let them live and walk around without arms. And they would skin people, and like they would do. The worst things, like stuff that you could never even imagine doing to somebody else, they would do en masse to a big city. And they'd leave their heads dangling from the city walls. And those were the heads the king didn't bring back himself so he could dine with his wife while staring at the severed head. This is what happened time and time again. 
Time and time again, cities would rebel. Assyria would just simply get their big army, and they would march on out and put down the rebellion in ways that are too horrible for them to even make movies about today. You'd have to make that movie rated, what, what's above R? NC-17 or something like that? Horrific things. And yet, they would do it. People would still rebel. Over and over and over again, they would rebel. And I think about that. I think about the insanity of that. I think about how fruitless that was because they wouldn't even be big cities. You had no chance. When Assyria came knocking your lips, you might as well just cut off your own lips because they're here. They're they're, they're, going to kill all of you. They would have no chance. And I think to myself, there's a portion of the right that is so overwhelmed with the level of corruption and dishonesty we have now. And they are kind of aware in the back of their minds that we are in very deep trouble. Our federal system, way beyond Trump, is in such deep trouble that in the back of their minds, they kind of understand that we can't put the band back together again. And yet, to avoid having to admit that reality, which does hurt, right? It hurts to admit that. To avoid having to admit something like that, they will say the dumbest, most insane things you've ever heard in your life. If I have one more super fan come to me and tell me things like, trust a plan, we shall overcome, all these stupid things, I'm just going to throw myself off a bridge. I can't take that level of stupidity anymore. And more than that, I guess I can't take the level of naivete. We have to be honest about where we are. Not where we want to be. Where you want to be means nothing. Where I want to be means nothing. It means less than nothing. The most unimportant thing in the world is what you want or what I want. It just is because our desires don't change reality when we live, work, and worship in a completely corrupt, broken regime. So let's... Stop being so painfully naive about history, about ourselves, about our country, about where we are. Let's lay down this insane savior complex we have on the right. No, this strong man is coming to save us. No, he's not. He's not coming to save us. Let's deal with the reality. The reality is this. Our federal system likely cannot be saved. But anybody, Trump, Santos, you, me, nobody. There are huge pockets of this wonderful nation that very much can be saved and improved and preserved so that your kids and their kids after them and their kids after them and their kids after them can live a life that's very, very, very similar to the one we've had. Different in ways. There's no question about it. (laughs) They probably won't be using dollars by then. But different in ways. But, but similar. And that's really what we want, right? Isn't in the end, isn't that what we want? Yes, we want America to do good and we want America to prosper. And we want, I know we have several different desires and everyone's desires, they don't exactly mirror each other. But in the end, I want my sons to live in a place where they have an opportunity to raise good families, to have a decent standard of living. Whatever that case may be, I don't need them to be rich or anything like that, but hey, running water, 
air conditioning in the, in the summer when it's hot, some heat in the winter, a car that runs most of the time. Your kids, they get a little present or two at Christmas time. I know those are simple wants, but that's what I want for my kids. I want them to live in a country where they can have some sort of a rule of law, some stability around them that will allow them the opportunity to have that kind of cheesy white picket fence life I just, I just described. But unless we're willing to acknowledge where we are now, then we can't form an appropriate plan for what to do next. That's why that acknowledgement, painful as it may be, it's so critically important. We must be grown up enough to acknowledge where we are now. Otherwise, we can never charter a course forward that will save what we can save. That's the truth. Now, enough of that. Let's talk about Joe Biden. Let's talk about Joe Biden's week and the news Joe Biden got. Tucker sat down with that Joe, that Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner. I actually have a little bit of that for you. That and so much more is coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. What, Chris? Let's talk about Hero Gun. I love Hero Gun. See that video out this morning? New York beaten, well, a, a gentleman beating a woman badly, right? Badly. Saw it first thing this morning. And I just want to encourage you again, carry something on your person at all times that will allow you to stop a violent man from hurting you badly. A hero gun should be on your body the way a belt is on your body. Or a hero arrow. Remember, the hero arrow is a little smaller, shaped like a TV remote, and it shoots pepper gel instead of pepper balls. These are non-lethal. Everyone can and should carry one. It might be the difference in you waking up the next morning or not. Or your loved one. Hero2020.com code JESSE gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com code JESSE. We'll be back. He doesn't care if you believe him. But he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, I thought we talked about Van Halen. I thought we've had this discussion before on the show. I'm pretty sure we've had the discussion before that I'm the only person in America who's not a fan. Not a fan at all. So so maybe we could drop that from the playlist. (laughs) Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, to the Devin Archer stuff. Devin Archer, remember, he's Hunter Biden's business associate. Longtime business associate. A man who knows where the bodies are buried. He sat down with Tucker. They had some things to talk about. Do you think that he would have been in those businesses, not having a business background, without his father being in a government position? It's hard to speculate in, in those regards. I mean, yeah. I think when we initially met and, uh, and he talked about his advisory business, his business that needed to transition from lobbying to advisory and the interest in private equity. Um, whether he could have you know, been in that position, it's, it's hard for me to speculate. Right. But obviously, the brand of Biden you know, adds a lot of power when your dad's the vice president. It's hard for me to speculate. I can't, I can't speculate why uh, Hunter Biden, with no energy experience whatsoever, would be paid $80,000 plus a month 
a month. Imagine making that kind of money. $80,000 a month to sit on the board of an energy company. But it's hard to speculate? Who is this guy? I think there's, you know, you got to be an expert in knowing the guy. And he was the guy that was the expert in knowing the guy. He was an expert in knowing the guy. And who was the guy he knew? Uh, Well, he knew a lot of people, but obviously there was some familiar, you know, his brother, his father, uh, uh, some of his his father's siblings. So he he knew a lot of people. And and obviously I know you're pointing to, you know, the father being the key relationship. Does it seem like this guy's not being very forthcoming? He won't even say Joe Biden's name. I know you're pointing to the father. One last little tidbit. So you worked with Hunter Biden in a bunch of different businesses. Um, what were the skill, the specific skills that he brought to clients? Well, at the end of the day, he, you know, he had a career in Washington. Yeah. Uh, graduated Yale Law School and had a very big network in in D.C. and brought that know-how and understanding of D.C. and ultimately the Biden brand. A network in D.C. Why won't this guy answer any questions? Was this guy more forthcoming with the House Republicans? What a bunch of mealy-mouthed crap that was. Well, I mean, I graduated Yale, and uh, he he, uh, read some contacts in D.C. Yeah, which contacts were those? I'd love to have the laundry list of contacts. All right, we're moving on. By the way, back to what we were talking about really quickly, about preserving some standard of living, things like that. You know, one of the nice parts about America we don't appreciate is our lack of disease. All over the world, and I know we, we get sick here too. I'm, I'm not naive. I know that we get sick and cold and flu and sadly cancer, and we get, we get all kinds of sick things here. But you look at these various horrible outbreaks around the world and how common they are. We don't have, haven't had much of that here. Oh, wait, I think I just spoke too soon. We've got it now. Tuberculosis, polio, you know, things that you've never even thought about once in your life. Yeah, those are back now. New York City Health Commissioner is warning that they're back. All the illegals who've been busting in New York City. Yeah, a bunch of them brought infectious diseases that we virtually eradicated here right back into the United States of America. This this goes back to the national divorce talk we've had so much. It's going to take a long time, but this is something that, we, that, that has to happen. Just going to our own states, it's an option. It's a better option than nothing. But we have got to get to a place where we can control our immigration system. Because if the immigration system and immigration levels are 100% controlled by the feds, and the feds are all 100% communists who want the border open so they can overwhelm and flood America's system and bring it to collapse, there's not a whole lot states themselves can even do about this. There's just not a lot. And having an open border brings more than just terrorists and landscapers into your country. Having an open border, it brings in diseases from the uncivilized world into the civilized world. A lot of them. And you can't get the media to report on things like this. I'm amazed the New York City Health Commissioner was even allowed to stand up and say something. It's probably because Eric Adams has been so loud about it. We have a brand. New York has a brand. Kansas doesn't have a brand. 
When you have an open border, an unsecured nation, anything can happen. Anything can happen. All right, let's get to some emails. Jesse, quote, the elections are all rigged. I might as well not vote is victim mentality. That is not the way. This is another thing I've been seeing. I uh, I saw a video this morning, actually, in New York City of the illegals stacked on each other on the sidewalk like sardines in a nice part of the town, right down by J.P. Morgan, nice part of town, stacked up like sardines. And I responded. I responded to it the way I always do. What do I always say? You voted for this. New York City, while it has some of the most blood red people I've ever met in my life, thank you, WOR, New York City, Manhattan, is 85% Democrat. The people go out and vote for this every time. They vote straight ticket Democrat every time, and then they get Democrat policies, the results of Democrat policies. And somebody responded when I did the you voted for this thing. Somebody responded to me with something that, again, just maybe shake my head. I'll explain in a minute. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. I'm not even going to repeat what Jewish producer Chris just said about the Sonny and Cher thing. And he brought up skiing. And look, just just, just believe me, you don't want to know what Chris just said. And before I get to this response that I got, I have a confession I need to get off my chest to you. It's just you and me. It's you and me talking here. So I need to confess something. You know that I'm uneducated, right? Everyone knows that. Well, I guess we do have a bunch of new listeners. You should understand that I have no education. None. I'm just really dumb. I went to high school. Even then, I was, I don't want to brag, but I was top two-thirds of my class. Top two-thirds. Went to college for a year out of high school, Montana State. That was a really fun year, but I did get a 0.0 grade point average the first semester. Then it was Marines, and then it was some community college, and I had to keep dropping algebra, so I never got the associate's degree. Either way, I'm uneducated. Now, I'm well-read because I've obsessed over books since I was a child. But I'm in am See, I can't even talk. I'm uneducated. That's hard to just say that. So I have to get something off of my chest. When people are describing how to pronounce words and letters in words, they love to do this. They love to do this. And I have always, for, my, for all 40 years on this earth, I have smiled and nodded like I know what they're talking about and, they don't, and I don't. They say this, no, that's with, a, that's with a hard G. No, that's a soft C in that. What does that mean? That has no meaning to me whatsoever. And they'll say it, everyone seems to be so confident with this word is hard or that letter is hard, but this one's a soft and they say it so frequently and so confidently that I don't want to feel stupid and be the only person who doesn't know what it means. So every time I'm all, Oh man, I didn't know. Thanks. Yeah. Boy, that explains, explains everything. Thank you. (laughs) So there, I have no idea what that means. Now back to what I was talking about. I was uh, talking about the illegal immigrants stacked up like sardines along a New York city sidewalk. And how bad it was there. And I said something to the effect of, well, that's good. New York, they, they got what they voted for. That's, you voted for it. Good. 
That's awesome. Happy for you. It's, stop voting Democrat every time. Could have voted for Curtis Sliwa. Went out overwhelmingly and voted for Eric Adams. So that's how you want to live. You, you've shown it time and again. And I had somebody, somebody on the right, respond with this. Too bad they cheated. Okay, let's have another one of these hard talks. And this is going to be hard. And let me explain to you why it's hard. You know how maybe you had a mother-father dynamic that was similar to mine in my home where mom's definitely the nicer one, the kinder one. Dad is more rough around the edges, to put it mildly. And let's say you're trying to ride your bike one day. You're trying to ride your bike one day. Or even better, because this actually happened to me, you want to learn how to swim. You're a young boy, and you want to learn how to swim. For the longest time, mom is going to be really, really nice about that. And absolutely, maybe we should get him some lessons. After all, I didn't get lessons. My sister did, but I didn't. Anyway, we should get him some lessons. No, let's start really shallow. Here are some floaties. Okay, some smaller floaties. Let's baby step your way in. But you're still not swimming after a while. And then let's say you're on a houseboat in Tennessee one day, hypothetically, not like this happened to me. And your father decides it's time for you to stop this baby stuff and start swimming. And so he throws you off the houseboat into the water. And then you start swimming. That was obviously unpleasant right when you hit the water. A little bit nerve-wracking. In the end, it was helpful to me. To this day, I swim like a fish. Thanks, Dad. My parents always had me in the water. So that's kind of what I'm going to do to some of you right now. Let's talk about election cheating. Democrats cheat in elections. Democrats cheat in elections. I knew that before 2020. How did I know that? The platform of every Democrat in the country is they shouldn't have to show ID to vote. There's only one reason you would ever not want someone to show ID to vote. It's because you plan to cheat. So Democrats cheat in elections. Democrats in New York City cheat. Obviously, famously corrupt political system all the way back to Tammany Hall. So yes, Democrats cheat. Democrats cheat. Democrats cheat. They cheated in 2020. I cannot stress this enough. They did cheat. In whatever form you want to describe, there was election interference in 2020. Okay? Did you hear me? But now comes the dad part. And this is the part where I'm sorry... I'm taking off your floaties. All right, your floaties are coming off. I'm sorry. Look, I'm, it's because I love you. It's because I really, really love you, right? Every election that doesn't go our way wasn't stolen. This has become cope. This has become victim mentality for an alarmingly high number of people on the right. People who've been lied to time and time again by self-interested politicians, self-interested pundits, and others. And I'm not one of these election-cheating denier guys at all. You know, this is stuff I've talked about for years. We've gone over everything from the 2,000 mules to the everything. I am not somebody who says elections are clean. I am not. But I am also someone who despises excuses and whining and ridiculous thinking. There are people who actually think 
that Curtis Sliwa won the election in New York City over Eric Adams, but that it was cheating that won it for Adams? Look, if you think that, I'm, I'm just going to try to be nice here. If you think that, you're really, really stupid. And it's listen, listen, it's okay. It's okay. People have things about them that are good and, and things that are bad. I, uh, I can't run fast, all right? Nothing I do will ever turn me into a fast runner. You, if you think that, you have a really low IQ. You're just a, a very dumb person. That's okay. We can overcome that. But the first step is awareness. If you believe that Eric Adams only beat Curtis Sliwa in New York City because of election cheating, your IQ is probably uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of a hamster. Now that you know that, we can make plans going forward so you can overcome and work with having an IQ like that. Because, look, hold on, hold on, stop for a minute. Wipe the drool off the side of your face. A little drool's leaking out of the side of your face. Okay, so clean the drool up. All right, let's make sure that's cleaned up. Now let's acknowledge something. A lot of elections that don't go our way didn't go our way because huge parts of this country are left-wing now. They're left-wing because of our education system, our media, our entertainment system, our cultural institutions produce leftists. They, the majority of the people produced by our cultural institutions are leftists, people who don't share our values at all. Every election we lose wasn't stolen. They were stolen. That cheated stolen. This has become the universal excuse for people on the right to be lazy. That's what it's become. I don't want to have to go make phone calls. I don't want to have to knock on doors. I don't want to have to donate time. I don't want to have to donate money. I don't want to have to run in school board elections. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to do that. So instead, I'll just get on my phone and just claim every single election where my candidate doesn't win was stolen. That is lazy. It is stupid. And it's pathetic. If you actually believe that, you're a moron. If you're somebody who pushes that out there, you're taking advantage of morons and I have a bigger problem with that because I don't like when people take advantage of the special needs community. So stop doing that. All right? Every election wasn't stolen. Yeah. See. All right. We're moving on. We're moving on. I'm going to do other stuff now. Let's talk about the House GOP. Let's talk about your dog. See, your dog, very similar to the people who believe every election is stolen, he's too stupid to feed himself. He needs somebody to provide real nutrition to him. Thankfully, Rough Greens is there for your dog and those people who believe that about elections. You see, Rough Greens provides all natural nutritional supplement for your dog that you pour on your dog's food that has vitamins and minerals and digestive enzymes and probiotics and omega oils. You want your dog to live longer and healthier? No, this won't help the voter who believes elections are stolen, but it will help your dog. Pour some rough, green on, rough greens on your dog's food. Dog food is dead. It's brown for a reason. There's no nutrition in it. Help your puppy out. Call them. 833-33-MY-DOG. For a free bag, all you pay for is the shipping. 833-33-MY-DOG. Or roughgreens.com slash jesse. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. This Long Island swimmer who was swept out to sea and he treaded water for five hours before being rescued. Okay, hang on for a second. First of all, he didn't tread water for five hours. All right? He floated for five hours. What, Chris? Don't roll your eyes. Again, I just went over how I was taught to swim. I know how to survive in the water. He didn't tread water for five hours. One of the best techniques, I have no idea why I'm talking about this on a Wednesday, but I'm talking about it because I saw this and it bothered me. One of the things that you should teach your child when your child is learning to swim and your child needs to learn how to swim, it's a survival thing, trust me. One of the main things, maybe the most important thing, is teaching your child to float. Believe it or not, I, and I didn't realize this till I got older, so many people were not taught how to float. So they tense up and wince up and they end up sinking. And it's amazing to me. When I jump in the water, whether it be the ocean or a lake or a river or a swimming pool, I will occasionally just lay on my back and just float there. Just me floating through the pool, floating through the ocean. I'll float through the five hours. Shoot, if the sharks don't get me or dehydration doesn't get me, I'll do it for 25 hours. I'm not expending an ounce of energy at all. I'm just laid back on my back floating. Teach your kids how to float. And I have no idea why I brought that up now. That made no sense whatsoever. But that's the kind of show this is from time to time. You can email us, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, speaking of uh, wishful thinking, no, I'm not going to go over another Assyrian city that rebelled with no explanation whatsoever, only to have their lips stopped, chopped off. I'm not covering that again. <laughs> that was the first segment. This segment, we're going to talk about House Republicans. You see, there's uh, we've talked about this before, but it's been a while. Let's cover something. You get frustrated about the rhino losers in D.C., and so do I. But everything in D.C., when it comes to the House and Senate, it's all about the size of your caucus. It's a big caucus measuring contest. If you have a huge caucus, you got 40, 50, 60 people in your caucus, they caucus with you, you have a lot of juice. You have a lot of power. If it's you and one other dude, you got a tiny little caucus, that tiny caucus can't do anything. You're going to find yourself unsatisfied. So... You need a big caucus in D.C. If you want to be encouraged by something, be encouraged by the fact the Freedom Caucus, which is the best caucus there is, it has swollen. It has gotten really, really big, and they've gotten powerful. But it's not big enough. It's not big enough because we haven't won enough primaries yet. I bring this up to bring this to you. We're going to go ahead and deal with the real world and prep for this, okay? The headline is House Republicans lay out demands in the latest appropriations fight. There's a bill in September coming. They call it, I love when they say this, must pass legislation. What is it? It's appropriations. There are, there are several of them, I should point out. But what are these? All that money the government steals from you and steals from me? They now figure out which of their friends they get to hand that money out to in Washington, D.C. That's how it works now. And so they have to hand the money out. 
who gets what, where this money goes, is determined by the House of Representatives. The House Republicans, the good people, the Freedom Caucus, they've already laid out demands. It's led by Chip Roy. Chip Roy's a stud. And they're outstanding demands. Outstanding demands. And frankly, they're not near far enough. A lot of it is, hey, can we reduce this COVID spending level to a level before COVID? Because COVID's gone and everyone knows it. A lot of it's just honestly very moderate stuff. We're going to lose that fight. That doesn't mean we surrender now. We can hammer away and should keep hammering away if uh, at our representatives. Email people who aren't even your representatives. Just tell them you're their representative. Anyway, email people. But this is how this stuff works. Because the caucus is too tiny, the leadership in, in D.C. for both parties, they just work with each other all the time because they're on the same team. They'll look at these upstart people in the Freedom Caucus, and they'll just figure out a way to grab 19 Democrats to cross the aisle and vote for the appropriations bill to make sure nothing ever changes, not a dime in spending ever gets reduced. We just continue apace until the financial apocalypse that will most definitely be visiting us at some point in time in my lifetime. That's what's coming. It's frustrating without end. How do we change it? Primaries. The primary process is how we change it. We have got to change normie norm. We have got to stop norm from going to the voting booth, if even bothers during primary season, and voting for the same rhino loser he's been voting for over and over again. Oh, by the way, speaking of our financial situation. Fitch has downgraded the U.S. credit rating to a double A from a triple A uh, when the debt limit showdown was going on. Fitch was considering this downgrade even if the debt limit was not breached. And so here we are with a downgrade of the U.S. credit rating to a double A plus from a triple A. Janet Yellen is puzzled by that. Fitch's decision is puzzling in light of the economic strength we see in the United States. We've had 18% inflation. You people just spent $1.8 trillion, added $1.8 trillion to the debt in eight weeks. You're puzzled? These elites are so puzzled by things normal people can see. This train is coming down the tracks and cannot be stopped. Do you by chance have your emergency food kit yet? Everyone needs one for whatever it may be, a debt crisis, natural disaster, whatever it may be. A three-month food kit is a necessity, a necessity. My Patriot Supply has been prepping these and sending them out forever. Go look at all the four and five-star reviews they have. I don't even want you to take my word for it. These things are awesome. They're prepped and ready. They help us be ready. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. Preparewithjessikelly.com because right now they're 25% off. Preparewithjessikelly.com, all right? All right. Some emails. Jesse, what's the point of appointing a special counsel to investigate President Magoo and his crime family? Years of slow walking will go by before they finish. By that time, Magoo will be wearing diapers in the dementia ward of a nursing home. And Jill and Hunter will be out spending all their ill-gotten gains. Plus, can't find a jury that will convict and so on and so forth. Okay. What's the point of impeaching? What's the point of investigating? What's the point of special investigating? This is 
This is worth looking into. This is worth talking about. What is the point of all this stuff? Is there a point to it? I argue there is. We have that still to come in the hour. We have uh, more climate change, doomsday stuff. The next horizon, the communist is already infecting and infiltrating a way they're going to control even more and make our lives miserable. We have a bunch of emails, what Joe Biden is doing about all the Trump indictments. We have an open call for political violence from the communists. Oh, what a shock. And we have all this to get to and only two hours left to do it. So buckle up for another great Jesse Kelly show. Hang on. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.